your girl, Adrian Earhart, with another episode of Glitchin' Solo. I think I'm probably going to do solo, and I'm probably going to try to be more consistent with putting content out. Um, how am I going to do that? Well, time uh, is on my side. I have recently made the decision to back down my professional life as a cannabis professional with a very serious and time-consuming day job, and I've decided to be less important, less needed, and kind of take a step down and be part-time and go back to writing and, um, yeah, just have more time for the things that I like to do, like potting and videos and OnlyFans and all the stuff that brings me joy in some way or another, including um, prepping for a month-long trip to Europe in the fall with my boyfriend Zane and all the intricacies that are involved in that and trying to figure out how to pay for it and when we come back from that we've decided to just kind of float around and not really pick a new place to live you know we're going to pack up our apartment and and kill the lease as it ends right before it's very serendipitous the way that turned out so um yeah we've made that very big decision I uh got some additional podcast equipment and made my setup a little nicer so it's easier to just jump in and do it and I've also told Zane to get the fuck out when I want a podcast not that I'm necessarily saying anything I don't want him to hear but there's just something about space and that's something space and needs has been like the theme of my life the last few months it's trying to figure out what my body wants what my brain wants what I want and there's been a lot of pressure to work more, do more, take on more, be more. Um, And then also stand-ups coming back, a lot of pressure to come back on, you know, on the road and on shows here in LA and start grinding again. And to be honest with you, I mean, I, I grinded, I ground really hard when I first moved to LA years ago, two, three mics a night, shows every other night, sometimes every night, just booked left and right. And I hate to say this, but like, I didn't ask for any of the shows that I got. And I got really spoiled to that. I just stayed booked all the time. Um, to what do I attribute that? Mostly, probably being a female has a lot to do with it. People are trying to add diversity to their shows more so now than they were years ago when I started. You know, I came up in Florida, so nobody cared that I was a female. In fact, it was kind of uh, worked against me there. But here it's better and um, I just want to respect the craft and make sure I'm really funny when I come back. I did some shows in San Francisco with my buddy Alex Hooper uh, the other month, a couple months ago, and it was amazing. And I loved being back on the road and I loved hanging out with my homeboy and um, just getting back to it. So that's what I'm hoping to do. And all the signs in my life have been pointing to take a step back from the professionalism of my job and focus on the creative aspects of my life. So that's what I'm doing. I'm being creative. (laughs) I'm talking into a microphone for four people who like me and four others who like my boobs. And um, yeah, it's been an interesting thing too. I I took a really big stance with OnlyFans and changed my model from a monthly subscription with some uh, scintillating photos in the feed, topless, nothing more than that. 
and I um, flipped it into a free model so that I could put all this same content on my feed under a paywall behind a paywall so people can just pay for what they want. The amount of messages I was getting where it was, can I have this video? Can I have this photo? Uh, I saw this uncensored. Can I see this, the, the censored one? Can I see the uncensored one? How much, how much, how much do you do this? Do you do that? And it just started to wear me the fuck out to the point where I didn't even want to log into the app. Um, because I think there's this like, I don't know, there's this mentality that OnlyFans is for porn maybe people that don't want to have someone else direct their porn and want to do their own. And, um, that's never what it was for me and isn't what it is now. I, uh, you know, if I had like super beautiful eyes or something or hair, I would have an OnlyFans featuring those. I happen to be blessed with magnificent breasts, um, and not monetizing them felt like a crime against humanity. So, it's been really helpful. It's gotten me out of debt. It's helped pay for the two surgeries that I had to have uh, post-COVID, not because of COVID, but because of my years and years and years of professional dancing. And I'm much happier with the model now. I have way more subscribers because it's free, obviously. And I feel a lot more comfortable saying no to literally everything. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to send you a voice note. No, I don't want to make a custom. Um, because it's not, that's not what I'm on there to do. Uh, just I really just want y'all to be voyeurs. And um, I'm not going to change that. That's, that's working for me. I'm making way less money uh, with this model. But my mental health is not suffering anymore. I just felt like I was giving things I didn't want to give. Not that I like caved and did porn or showed whole. And again, not that there's anything wrong with that. That's just not who I am and not what I want to do. But um, I felt a lot of pressure all the time. And as soon as I flipped over and I got new people in and, and new people, you know, asking, tiptoeing around my boundaries and someone said, uh, I wish I could see more of you. And I responded, don't we all? And that was really freeing for me to just be like, you know what? I don't have to be beholden to this app to perform the way these people want me to do. The whole point of it was to be autonomous with my own body and what I want to do. And uh, it's been really fun watching female comics be super not supportive and um, snipey about OnlyFans. And, you know, pandemic is over, but there's a whole group of us OnlyFans comedians who will never forget what y'all said. <laughs> so keep that in mind and um, stop calling yourself a feminist because you're obviously not. Feminiz feminism is about including all women in equality and that leads me to my next topic, which is I'm, I always tie a lot of linguistics into this um, podcast because I'm a linguist and that's my first degree, my first love. Everything I love about this world involves language and communicating. And I was thinking the other day about the words I hear people call OnlyFans people and women in general, whore, ho, skank, slut, messy, etc. Um, and you can't slut shame anymore, like out publicly. You get called out, you get dragged, you got to shut your, you know, delete your tweet or shut off for a while. And we never forget it when you do it. But um, what do you call, what do you call somebody who isn't a, a slut because you can't call them that and isn't a whore because they're not getting paid for their services like a professional and um, 
isn't like uh, a hoe because I feel like that's the same thing. That's like someone who's who's getting services for it. What do you call someone who knowingly sleeps with someone else's husband when they know that person and they've been in that person's home and they've like partied with that person? What's a name for that woman or man? This could be a gender neutral. I was thinking about that and uh, I always used to like skank, but it implies like... I don't know, a bunch of sleeping around, although I'm sure that was what was happening. Um, and I feel bad that I haven't been with that many people and, and I'm not able to hang with some of the cooler chicks. And when I tell people my number, they're like, that's it. Um, and I'm, I refuse to be ashamed of that. I refuse to be um, made fun of for being, I don't know, prude, vanilla, whatever you want to call me. That's uh, that's your prerogative to, to think what you want. But I'm I'm thinking of this word for this person and um I'm thinking smole is a is a fun word because it plays off of the the meme S M O L small small person and I think that you are a small person if you sleep with someone else's husband, especially if you know the wife, like especially. And um I like the ending with an E because it's reminiscent of whore. And it also moves the vowel into a longer sound. So instead of small, it's small. And it kind of doesn't sound as sharp and mean. It's just very, mm, not complacent, but like nonchalant. Oh yeah, she's a small. She sleeps with people's husbands. I think that's the the word I want to use. What word would you describe that person as being? Seeing has slut is not working anymore because we're supposed to be like, pro slut and I am and I have a lot of friends who do OnlyFans and who have sex on there and who get paid so much money it's ridiculous and they're like you know slut pride whatever and it's like cool I like that sex positive good for you but um you know it sucks not being able to slut shame somebody who blew up your world a smole like that you know use it in a sentence I just did thank you so much and with that that's the last I'm gonna say about the incident that blew up my life because I've recovered so much from then and moved on a lot and grown and I'm so much happier than I was that it's so it's so weird to think that like just under two years ago I was ready to eat a gun and end it all and a bunch of friends and family intervened and made me you know seek professional help and subsequently got on meds and that's what saved my life and I've stayed in therapy this whole time and I just get better and better and become a better person. And who knows what life has in store for me, but uh, the troops rallied and I'm eternally grateful for that. And I'll never forget that um, I would blow up everyone's world if I left. So I have to keep that in mind. And with that, I just have to move on. The only thing I regret now is that I can't move back to my old neighborhood that I love so much because um, they're there. So... Uh, if anyone's a mutual down the road and finds out they leave, let me know. I would love to move back to where I lived before. It would be amazing. Um, let's talk about glitches. I've had a lot lately and I'm not going to dump them all into this one because obviously there's more episodes to come and I'm hoping to interview more people and um, be more interesting. I need help. I need other people to help me be more interesting. But um. I have a coworker who was very sick and uh mm, I drink water. I um 
you know, I have empathy for that, especially when you can't figure out what's wrong after a multitude of tests. And I was um, watching an Instagram story of one of my favorites. Um, I don't want to call her an influencer. I freaking hate that word. One of my favorite Instagrammers, uh, yoga girl. And she was lamenting over how, how long she's been sick um, inexplicably without being able to diagnose anything. And it turns out that she had hella toxic mold in her house and had to throw everything away. And they're gutting the house now. And I think she dipped out to her homeland of Sweden with her kid and her husband's like gutting the house out um, with like, I'm sure, biohazard and, and health. Um, but that was just kind of like, oh, interesting. And then I told my coworker and I was like, hey, she, the yoga girl's got a lot of the same symptoms that you're talking about. And I've saw I've seen this in an episode of house before and it was toxic mold maybe you should look into that and um she did she asked uh, her landlord to get an inspection and there was mold in her kitchen and bathroom so she hasn't been there in a while I think she's staying off-site somewhere but it was just interesting that like the day that I was watching the Instagram stories of one of my favorite people and I'm hardly ever on Instagram anymore but she was like, it's toxic mold. It's ruining my life. I have to move, yada, yada, yada. And then I was just like, hey, that's probably what it is. And then it was. I think that's a big old glitch. I think that's one of those coincidences that whatever higher power you believe in or energy or spirit or whatever, I usually refer to my higher power, my God, as Mother Nature uh, or just the universe in general. And no, I don't think LA did this to me. I think I've always believed in uh, in nature so much so that Kids asked me when I was little, like, what uh, my faith was. I'm from a very Jewish town, and they were trying to figure out if I was going to have a bat mitzvah or not. And they were like, are you Jewish or Christian? And I was like, honestly, I just, like, I mean, we're Jewish by blood and, and semi-practice, but not hardcore. My mom's just, like, a free spirit hippie. And I was like, yeah, I just really believe in, like, being good to the earth and loving trees and nature and animals and just being a good person. And from that, they extrapolated one piece of information and then called me tree fucker for the rest of the year. And then uh, they actually upped that. Uh, sorry if you've heard this story before. I, I f for sure have told this um, because it's horrifying and ruined my life. But um, they came back like a couple days later and they were like, uh, Adrian's a dendrophiliac, which is the clinical term for somebody who fucks trees. And this is like, I'm dating myself here, but we didn't have Google like at the ready like we do now. That means, um, that means they had to go ask an adult <laughs> what a tree fucker was. And the adult had to guide them. Either they knew the word off the top of their head, in which case, what are you teachers in Parkland, Florida up to? that you know that word off the top of your head or the English teacher knew the Latin root for tree and they figured it out from looking at an encyclopedia or something. I don't know. I don't know how they found out. I just know that they called me tree fucker and it was awful. But that's what I believe in is nature and trees and whatever. I'm Jewish. I practice. Um, but when I, you know, when I say I'm not talking to a man in a beard in the sky or burning bush. I'm talking to the earth mother nature spirits so Baruch Hashem, if you believe that way as well don't care what what you believe in as long as you I don't know try to be a good person that's pretty much it but I think the universe the spirits God higher power put these facts together so that I could help this person 
with uh, something that was really bothering her. Who knows if it's actually like the thing that's making her sick, but the fact that like we uncovered toxic mold from that is is um very uh very glitches if you will i'm just gonna try to use that word in as many ways as i can um i have another glitch that was interesting uh god it's gonna be really hard not to say all of them in a row because i write them down in my notes app and there's like 30 it glitches happen all the time if you pay attention you'll figure out that there's a lot of glitches in your life too and then tell me about them if you want to write in (laughs) call in on the guest line or like Instagram, DM me or tweet me, or if you're a fan, only fan, uh, slide in. A bunch of y'all do anyway, and I love it. I love talking to people on there. Um, usually, mad cool people from like a lot of people from the Cash Daddies podcasts come in because my boyfriend shouted me out on there to, to be followed, and uh, he's really proud of my boobs. Really, really proud of them. And honestly, if I didn't have them, I don't think he would uh, stick around this long. I think they're my. Um, the the pro that weighs the heaviest hev, heavy the most heavily in a list of pros and cons. I'm very tired. It's been a long day. Um I should once I'm fully part time, I'll be doing this in the daytime now when I'm when I'm sharp, when I'm on it. Uh but now I'm winding down and getting sleepies and God, I gotta get back into stand up <laughs> when I'm this tired. It it's hard to think about, but I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Um, another glitch. I was driving the other day and I was telling my mom a story and I was like, um, yeah. And then she was like, da, 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 da. and there was just like a bunch of exposition back and forth. And I looked up and I was crossing a road called exposition. As I said that, <laughs> what I was, I said the word exposition before I looked up at the sign. So that's not, and I didn't see it from far off because I need glasses to drive and I don't wear them. Whoops. Tell the authorities. Um, not like badly, but like I can't read a road sign until I'm pretty close to it. And I do have my glasses in my car now. So whoever's listening that cares, don't freak out. I have them now, but I look like a dork when I wear them. So I don't wear them outside of my car. And, uh, that was a pretty big glitch. I think I told my mom about it immediately. I was like, I just said exposition and I just crossed exposition drive. And she was like, Ooh, (laughs) she's like, what does that mean? Where, where's the exposition in my life? I guess it's right now. It's happening right now. Um, and then I want to do, uh, Linglitch sticks. It's hard to do by myself because I know the definitions of things already, but I think I just want to share with you words that I find interesting, um, or that are not oft used that are just great words and should be used more often. Uh, and then this, this word I'm about to say is like a big word and it doesn't sound at all like what it means, which I love. I love when it throws you off like that. It's a false cognate and, and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't resonate at all. I had a friend tell me when he was comforting me right after uh, the breakup. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm disgusting. You know, he told me I was fat. I'm ugly or whatever. Sorry. That's it. That's all I'm t- saying about it. And he was like, no way. Um, you are so pulchritudinous. It's painful. And I know what the word means because I'm a linguist and words are my favorite thing. But, um, I showed a friend and I was like, oh, look what my friend said. And she was like, rude. (laughs) And I was like, no, that's a good, that's a good word. It means like beautiful. And she was like, that doesn't sound like beautiful. It sounds like kind of like putrid. And I was like, you're right. It does. Uh, And that made me want to look up its origins, its etymology. 
and it's from the Latin pulcritudo uh, and from pulture, which means beautiful. So it's, uh, it's pretty old and it basically just means having great physical beauty. And it was referenced in uh, Orson Scott Card's The Ships of Earth when he says, Bechetimage had long since grown out of her adolescent jealousy of pulchritudinous girls. So that's not really a great sentence because it doesn't have a great context clue to it. I just thought it was cool because it was Orson Scott Card. But um, you get it. It just means like of the utmost beauty. And um, this person who was speaking to me obviously is a close friend, very kind, and has an elevated vocabulary. Um, and that was the word that just resonated with me. Being called pulchritudinous is not uh, an everyday occurrence. And it really stuck with me. And I've remembered it every day pretty much since he said that. Because although I'm not going to, you know, harness the beliefs of one person to value myself, it does help. Interesting that I did that, harness the beliefs of one person to devalue myself. But I've worked through that. And um, pulchritudinous. I love it. I love that word. I love how it sounds. I love how it feels in my mouth. And I love that it sounds kind of nasty and that people are surprised <laughs> by it. I think that's really funny. Um, I'm going to try to figure out how to incorporate linguistics in my next podcast. I'm working on a podcast with my former assistant, Sarah, who some of you might know. I'm talking to all four of you who follow me. Um, she's just one of my best friends and we have great rapport and we're both cannabis professionals. And it's so hard to explain to people what we do in cannabis because you say cannabis and people just assume that you just sit around smoking weed all day or carry around big bags of weed. And like it used to be like that <laughs> and it do be like that sometimes. I am around uh, an offensive amount of weed a lot of the time. And um, the amount of people I've smoked out for the first time uh, is obscene. And I was thinking about that the other day because I um, guided my friend through her first DMT experience in her apartment. And um, she was like, uh, you seem so calm and whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's, first of all, that's my vibe. And I've done this before. And um, I've guided people through, through DMT, through mushrooms, through acid. Uh, uh, Molly, uh, that one's a fun one to, <laughs> to guide someone through. Basically, you just go drink water, dance just dance <laughs> stop talking and weed the amount of people's moms I've smoked out in my life is I'm going to say the word again it's obscene it's an obscene amount of moms and um, people who've never tried it before and people who tried it and had a bad experience and yada 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 and like I never pressure people ever you smoke weed or don't I do not care at all in fact I don't even really smoke weed anymore I, my lungs took such a hit from COVID that I just do edibles and tinctures at this point. Maybe a vape here or there if I feel like it. And obviously I vaped uh, DMT the other day. But um, the weed is just, people are so scared of it because if you have one bad experience, it really taints you. And I remember when I was like 19, I couldn't hit a bong for shit without coughing. The kind of cough where like at the top of it for a second, you think I'm going to die. I'm going to die from this. I can't take a breath in. I can't breathe. And then one of your buddies will be like, stand up. <laughs> and then you stand up and put your arms over your head and your lungs open up and then you chill. Uh, and then I would pass out and fall asleep and they'd make fun of me and take weird pictures of me and stuff. I have most of those pictures from my days living in uh, New Jersey, New York when I was a professional dancer. 
and um i <laughs> i just couldn't hit a bong it was embarrassing it's to the point where my friends were like after a while they're like no you don't get to hit the bong anymore you hit the blunt and then you're good i could smoke a blunt for hours to the dome we used to sit around uh my patio in florida smoking blunts just one after the other after the other like a night of like you just get a couple eighths a couple blunts dump the guts roll them up um one time somebody had a cold and we got the hookah out and then my buddy rolled a blunt and stuck the blunt in the hole of the hookah like removed the stem and then electric taped it around and we all hit the blunt with tubes like that so we didn't have to have to pass it which is like the most Florida thing I've ever heard, but it was awesome. And, um, that was, I used to smoke a lot with my best friend who was the first person to introduce me to weed. And that really, uh, influenced the way I approached it and helped other people. And I usually just let people come to me because I don't want to be a pressurer. And I remind people that, uh, if you enjoy cannabis and you have the opportunity to vote for its legality or to help people get out of prison for those infractions, take that step. It's very, very important that you act because not everybody is so privileged that they get to enjoy it or profit from it the way so many of us have. So that's all I ask as a, as a cannabis advocate. And you'll learn a lot more about cannabis. Um, once our podcast called blazer buds, we're in the, in the midst of working on it. Now we've got the song fixed up. We've got our, uh, our schedule of topics and guests laid out. It's mostly just going to be the two of us, but we are going to have guests occasionally. So stay tuned for that. Um, Sarah is hilarious. She actually dabbled in stand-up a while ago. She's from Boston. Um, but she didn't really stick to it. But she's hilarious. And us uh, on acid are nobody's funnier. I guarantee you. Fry and Lori, no. No one holds a candle. Cheech and Chong, no. You should see Adrian and Sarah on acid. And um, you probably never will. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you that. If we're going to do a full dose, there's no way I'm doing a podcast. Microdose for sure. Microdosing is awesome. Hit me up if you want to learn more about that. But there's like a lot of information on the internet now. And they're like this close to legalizing uh, psilocybin and lysergic acid. So get ready for that explosion. And then just make sure you're trying to get it from a reputable source. Because people be putting some shady shit. Same with your CBD. If you're buying CBD... Ask for certificates of analysis because a lot of times those products don't even have CBD in them or they have more nefarious things like fentanyl, which is why people get addicted and then keep coming back to the same fucking 7-Eleven to buy the same CBD oil. And it's not snake oil. It's not going to cure everything, but it does have its benefits. So again, more on the Blazer Buds podcast. You can tell I do this for a living. This is all I want to talk about. I'm going to wrap up with my uh, fun little segment called That's a Wrap. Not W-R-A-P, but R-A-P because I like rap music. And I have scoured my entire workplace for anybody else who also enjoys rap music. And some people will listen to it a little bit, but like I pretty exclusively listen to rap music. So does my boyfriend. I think that's probably 90% of the reason that we're still together um, because I was bumping a song one time when we were hooking up in the early stages last year and he started singing along and I was like, oh shit, you know this song? And it was a new rap song. And he was like, yeah. And then I was like, all right, let's see what's up. And then I went back a decade and then a decade. And like, he knew all my favorite rap songs. So I was like, all right, I think I can fuck with this guy. Um, and I know that it's weird the, the how much I like rap, but I am from Florida and I was a dancer and I don't like to be slow. So that's, that's my vibe. Rap is my vibe. Um, 
this song I like um, is by a rapper called Grip. It's called 911. And it's got a lot of clapping in it. It's really cool. It's like called 911 because we're killing them, if you've ever heard it. And I like uh, this one verse. And I'm going to try to do it without like rapping it like he does. But it's probably going to be hard for me not to do that. So I'm going to try. Just listen to the lyrics because I think they're really cool. And I really like this song. Okay. And I got to keep a lid on the drama, keep the whip with the llama, get a crib for my mama. You boys hustling backwards. Fuck the fame player. Go and get the bag first. I like that a lot because I also try to keep a lid on the drama and uh, a car with a llama in it for sure. That's something I always have aspired to have. And a crib for my mama. That's every, I feel like a lot of people say when they get rich, they're going to buy their mom a house. And I really resonate with that. And um, you boys hustling backwards. Fuck the fame. Go and get the bag first. I wish somebody could have told other people in my life that uh, years ago. So we didn't have to live like poppers desperate for fame. Not me, but my partner. Because if you just keep your head down and work on being good and making money, the fame will come or it won't. Um. I think fame sucks. Personally, I don't want to be famous. I just want to have a lot of money and just enough money to travel always and forever and to be able to help people and to be able to tip like 40% everywhere I go. I was already like an over tipper. And then post pandemic, I just like am constantly tipping 20 plus percent on everything. I mean, 20 is a, is a baseline for me. To the point where sometimes I have to like, all right, relax. You're going to have to make a lot more money if you want to keep tipping people like this. And um, although my my eating out days are, are numbered because Europe is expensive and we're trying to save for it and then, you know, not work for that month. So I got to make I got to make a ton of money right now. So OnlyFans, buckle up if you're on there. It's going to be a lot of the same thing, but different. Um, how many slow-mo titty drops can you do? Watch me. That's how many you can do. If you want to see uh, me do stand-up, uh, Instagram is probably the best place for that because I always post shows when people put me on their flyers. And I haven't really been opening myself up to that yet because I was like f- focusing on physically healing from physical therapy on my two surgeries. But I'm good now. I'm lifting weights slowly but surely again, getting back to it, feeling like my normal self. And again, pulling back from work. Focusing on potting more, getting back in the game, writing jokes, you know, the drill. And uh, I'm back, baby. So look forward to more glitching podcasts on a regular basis, on a very specific schedule, every week moving forward. That is my promise to you, the universe, my God, uh, and the four people who are listening to me. Hopefully, by the next time, it'll be eight people, and then we'll increase uh, by then. Or maybe we'll do it in binary, and it'll be, you know, it'll be two, and then it'll be eight, and then it'll be 16. You know what I mean. So thanks for listening. Appreciate you. This is going to be short and sweet, just a half hour, unless I have a guest. If I have a guest, it'll be an hour. And I do plan on having guests. Just trying to figure out the logistics, because I live very far away from everybody now in the on the water. And, um, I hate to make people come to me, but zoom is still a thing. So I'll probably try to do that. I'm just worried about them having shitty sound. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, stay tuned for my announcement about blazer buds, my new podcast coming with Sarah B and please be good to each other and take care of yourselves and tip your servers.
Okay, thanks guys. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to Glitchin', why don't you go give us a like and a share and a follow and a backlink and a link and build or whatever on uh, anywhere that podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, those are the big ones. Those are the best ones. Give us a like and a review uh, and feedback is always good. And if you want, uh, tell us a story. Follow me on everywhere at Cradrian, C-R-A-Y-D-R-I-E-N-N-E. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you.